Glory. Let's give Brother Azzalini a hand. He's great. We're glad he's here. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm excited to be back with you on this Wednesday night. Uh, excited to see what the Lord has in store for us. Amen. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you would stand with me tonight for the reading of the word, uh, we're going to be reading out of the book of 1 Samuel chapter 14. 1 Samuel chapter 14 and verse 20, 24 through 27. 1 Samuel 14 verses 24 through 27. I'm going to give honor to your pastor and his family. Love and appreciate the show strands so much. Amen. So glad to have my family here with me tonight. Amen. You don't have to worry about me going long because she's already started the timer. So she's got to let me know when it's up, when it's up. Amen. How many of you are glad that the timer is here? Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 14, verses 24 through 27. If you have it, say amen. And the men of Israel were distressed that day. For Saul had adjured the people, saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food until evening, that I may be avenged on mine enemies. So none of the people tasted any food. And all they of the land came to a wood, and there was honey upon the ground. And when the people were come into the wood, behold, the honey dropped. But no man put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan, this was Saul's son, heard not when his father charged the people with the oath. Wherefore, he put forth the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in an honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth and his eyes were enlightened. Then answered one of the people and said, Thy father straightly charged the people with an oath, saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food this day. And the people were faint. Then said Jonathan, My father hath troubled the land. See, I pray you, how mine eyes have been enlightened, because I tasted a little of this honey. How much more, if haply the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies which they found, for had there not been now a much greater slaughter among the Philistines. When I was a teenager, I came to church on a Wednesday night in Cincinnati, Ohio, and my pastor at the time, Brother Norman Pasley, uh, had come home from a conference somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where he was. But I'll never forget, he came home and he preached a message called Honey on the Battlefield. And though I can't tell you exactly what he preached that day, I do remember the essence of that message. And these past few days, the Lord's been dealing with me on this topic. And so I want to preach to you tonight, honey on the battlefield, honey on the battlefield. 
Lord Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be gathered together in this house. Lord, I pray that you would put a fresh anointing upon me to preach your word to your people. Lord, let the quickening of the Holy Ghost come into this room right now. I pray that we would be stirred in our spirits, that the ministry of the word and the spirit would have free course in this room here tonight. Lord, I release the operation of the gift of faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, loose miracles of healing in this room here tonight in the name of Jesus have your way in our midst in Jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. you may be seated why don't you just give the Lord a hand clap one more time <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah I feel more liberty here today than I did last Wednesday I I remember last Wednesday I said there would be a progression throughout these Wednesdays and I believe that we've stepped up to a next level already on this Wednesday night and I believe the Holy Ghost is going to move very powerfully in this room here tonight. If you believe that, why don't you just mix your faith with the word and say amen. 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 The Bible says that the men were distressed. They were distressed. It's a very interesting word. means to have great anxiety, to be fearful. I would say, and I think you would agree, that of late society has experienced great distress. Amen? As I was studying that word and just preparing for tonight, these three words the Lord prompted in my spirit. When you are distressed, it disorients you. Disorients you. You become unaware, unfamiliar of your surroundings. You feel lost, like you're in a haze, like there's a cloud around you. It disorients. It disengages. All of a sudden, you feel like you've become unplugged. Whatever steered you before, whatever kept you centered before, now that you're distressed, you disengage from what grounds you. And it disarms you. It disarms you. The things that protected you, the things that you had confidence and faith in before, all of a sudden you feel vulnerable when you're in a state of distress. The Bible says that these men in the middle of this battle were distressed. They were disoriented, disengaged, and disarmed from the things that they would normally have confidence in. The enemy likes to take advantage of people when they're distressed. He sees it as an opportunity to come in and wreak a little bit of havoc. Amen? Something happened that day that really stands out to me in this story. Saul did something that I think is unthinkable. Now, I've never gone to war the way these men went to war. You know, I feel like a hard day doing yard work, you know, is pretty strenuous. And I can't imagine after a long day doing yard work, coming inside and not being able to eat food. 
I have thought about it. Let me tell you, friend. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like being hungry. And these men, in this distressed situation, on top of the violence and the chaos and the disorientation and the disengagement, Saul says, I don't want you to eat. Saul wanted revenge. He said, nobody eats until I have my revenge. Mm. Let me tell you something. When you're in a distressed situation, the adversary will come in and he'll change the rules of engagement. He'll say, listen, everything is chaotic. You can't count on what you used to count on. When you're in a state of distress, don't go back to the promises of God. You can't count on that right now. You're disoriented. Don't, you can't trust the voice of God right now. You need to just stay put. You're distressed. Right now you can't count on anything. You better just hunker down and wait for the storm to pass. Mm. The adversary likes to change the rules of engagement in the middle of the battle. He likes to take advantage of our weaknesses, of our humanity, and creep in and say, you don't have to have confidence anymore in the things you used to have confidence in because you're in a different situation than you were before. You're facing things you didn't face before. Don't believe for a minute that you can have confidence in the things that you had confidence in before. But if you operate by the enemy's rules... You'll be blinded by what God is doing in the battle. Hello? You won't see what God is doing right in the middle of that chaos. That's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants you to stay in a disoriented position. In a disoriented state of mind. He wants you to slip into maintenance mode. Hunker down and hide. So that you believe that God is not at work. That God is not in control. Mm, hallelujah. So you disengage from the things of God. And say, I can't do anything until this season's over. Any of this sound familiar to you? In this state of distress, the enemy has come in and said, Hey, don't go to church. Don't go to church. You can't count on that right now. You better just hunker down. Things are chaotic. You better not plan on anything for the future. You better just hunker down. You better just stay in that disoriented and distressed state until the clouds blow over. But if you do that, you're going to miss out on what God is doing right now. Because I got news for you. God isn't waiting till the next season for his hand to move. Uh, he's been moving all throughout the storm. He's been moving all throughout the chaos. Uh, he's been speaking uh, right in the middle uh, of your distress. Uh, he's been leading you uh, right in the middle of your distress. Uh, so I came to pull back uh, the lies of the enemy uh, and tell you uh, you can count uh, on the promises of God. 
God. You can stand on the immutable truth of his word. You can stand on your faith. You can lift your hands and declare the goodness of God. Mm. And then you got Saul's son, Jonathan. Mm. And this is powerful. The Bible says, Jonathan heard not the words of his father. He never even heard the enemy try to change the rules. The enemy didn't have access. A lot of times our distress is a product of what we give access to in our life. When you digest distress, you become distressed. But when you turn off that noise, when you shut out the adversary and say, uh-uh, I'm not going to hear you change the rules of engagement in my family. I'm not going to allow you to change the battle plan in my home. I'm not going to let you come into my house uh, and dictate the way things are going to be. Mm. You want to know why Jonathan didn't hear the words of his father? Because he was already out fighting the battle. You can't hear the voice of the enemy when you're locked up in your prayer closet. It's all right. I'm preaching better than you're responding, but I'm going to keep on going. You can't hear the enemy when you're shouting. The enemy can't change the rules when you still got a hold of your worship. He can't come in and disorient you when you got your eyes on Jesus. David said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. My help isn't coming from anything out there. This world doesn't have a solution to the chaos in my life. But if I'll keep my eyes on Jesus, if I'll turn a deaf ear to to the adversary huh? if I'll stay engaged huh, with the Lord let me tell you something friend his rules of engagement still work they've never changed huh? they're consistent huh? they're the same yesterday today and forever oh hallelujah he heard not I may have shared this with you last week, I don't recall. But on August 1st, the Lord told me to shut everything off. Did I share that with you all last week? Or say, I want you to shut everything off in your life. Now, I'm one of those guys, I can really get into the news. I know none of you are like that. But I could listen to the news a lot. Especially on an election year, you know. I mean, I could just get all wrapped up in that business. God said, shut it all off. He said, I want the radio off. Want Facebook off? Woo! Some of you just fell out of your chair. <laughs> How will I know what's going on? God said, turn it all off. And, and I tried to use that excuse. I said, God, but how will I stay informed? He said, if it's important, it'll get to you. Let me tell you something right now. One of the best things that some of you can do in this room right now is to shut it all off. You've been walking around distressed, disoriented, and fearful 
It's time to turn a deaf ear to the adversary. Mm. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing that's going to come over talk radio that's going to lift my faith. Mm. There ain't nothing that's going to come over that news broadcast uh, that's going to save my soul. It doesn't matter who is in the White House. Uh, it's not going to be a certainty uh, about my future. He is the only... Mm. Hey, sometimes I think we forget huh, that we're ambassadors, huh, that we're not citizens. Huh. Mm. See, I'm a citizen of another place, huh, and I operate by a different set of rules. My battle plan comes from the throne. Mm. Hallelujah. Bible says, Jonathan heard not the words of his father, and he comes out onto the battlefield. And there it is, just a little bit of honey on the ground. The Bible says that when he ate that honey, his eyes were enlightened. Hmm. I feel the Lord wanting to bring strength to some people in this room right now. You feel like you've been walking around mm, in a fog. You've lost your clarity in the spirit. You've lost that peace mm, that used to be so familiar in your home. Hatanda shanda. Ah, I'm telling you the good, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ah, the goodness of the Lord ha, came into this room before you ever got here. Ha, and he said, I'm going to put some honey ha, on the battlefield. Ha, I can see some of my people, they're distressed. Ha, they've grown weary in this battle. Ha, this chaos has disoriented ha, them. Ha, they become a little disengaged from my word. Ha, they seem to be a little lost ha, and lost their compass a little bit. Ha, I know exactly what they need. Ha, they need some honey on the battlefield. Huh? They need some strength. Huh? They need to taste and see huh? that the Lord is good. Huh? They need to eat huh? a little bit of this honey. Ah, Ah, come on. Huh? Would you just lift your hands for a moment? Huh? I, I feel like we're on the verge of a breakthrough in this service right here. Come on, the goodness of the Lord huh, has filled this room. Huh, and he wants to refresh you. Huh? He wants to revive you. Huh? He wants to stir your faith tonight. Huh? He's saying, come on, huh? just eat a little bit of this honey. Huh? Why don't you unplug huh, from the things huh, of this world? Huh? And just eat a little bit of this honey. Huh? Come on, you remember what truth huh, used to taste like. Huh? You remember what peace huh, used to feel like. Huh? I got honey on the battlefield for you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jonathan said, how much greater would our victory have been if the people had eaten? They still had victory. The church is going to have victory. Okay? It's, it's not up for debate. The church is going to be victorious. But you don't have to go through the battle weak, anemic, starving, limping along. Said, oh, we're going to have victory. Mm. No, friend, you can make it through this battle with a battle cry. You can make it with strength in your spirit. You can get up every day. And no matter what is going on in this world. You can say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know why I rejoice? Because he made this day. Not because of what's going on in my environment. Not because of the chaos that seems to be surrounding us. Not because of the conditions 
seem to be so volatile uh, from day to day. Uh, friend, I'm done uh, walking around distressed. Uh, I'm walking around uh, from this day forward uh, with a faith uh, that's unshakable, uh, a faith uh, that is crowned. Uh, I'm going to get up every day uh, and I'm going to say, God, uh, I'm ready uh, for a little bit of honey. Uh, why don't you give me uh, the strength uh, that I need uh, for this day? Uh, Lord, you know uh, what the battle holds uh, for today. Uh, just give me uh, a little bit of honey. The Bible says the honey was right there. When they came on the battlefield, the honey dropped. Sometimes what we need is right in front of us. But we're so busy listening to the wrong voice uh, and looking in the wrong direction uh, that we walk over uh, what God has put right in front of us. Uh, I think it'd be good uh, if we just pause uh, and say, God, uh, uh, Lord, I'm ready uh, to receive the word uh, that you have for me uh, right now. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've been walking around disoriented uh, and distracted. Uh, Lord, I'm sorry. Uh, I have heard your voice it's so long but I'm ready now to have a little bit of honey how much greater would the victory have been if they would have just stopped to eat the honey matter of fact he said how much greater would the slaughter of the Philistines have been mm. think about all the things in your life that you've been warring against for so long and you've th how many times have you asked God, when am I going to get victory over that? Uh, when am I going to have victory over that? Lord, I've been fighting this Philistine for so long. This Philistine's been terrorizing my family for so long. Listen, friend. The church is going to make it. But you can kill the Philistine tonight. All you got to do is pick up a little bit of honey and say, God, when we come out of this paddle, I want the slaughter to be greater. I want the victory to be more measurable. I want to look back on the battlefield and say, I remember the day I defeated depression. I remember the day anxiety fell on the battlefield. Field. I remember when I left regret back on the battlefield behind me. It was the day I stopped and ate of the honey. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I'll just feel a pause right here. I'm going to ask you to just stand to your feet for a moment. Come on, just lift your voice. Come on, the Holy Ghost is speaking to some people in this room right now. And there's some people in this room that have been distracted since the moment you walk through the door. And I feel the Holy Ghost just calling a pause right here. Saying, come on, eat of this honey. Come on, put down that distraction. Come on, bring your thoughts into captivity. The Lord wants your focus right here tonight. He's trying to give you what you need so you can walk out of here victorious. Come on, tomorrow we'll take care of the things of itself. You need to have your mind here. You need to have your ears tuned into the voice of God.
Ah, he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. Ah, uh, how much greater would the spoil have been? Did you know the church is going to come out of this with spoil? Not spoiled, with spoil. You understand what that means? That means there are things in the enemy's possession tonight that will soon be in your possession. Stop trying to survive. The church is going to thrive in the middle of this battle. Ah, we're not going to come out limping uh, on the other side uh, with casualties. Uh, we're going to come out marching uh, victorious uh, with spoil. You know what you're feeling right now? That's a little bit of honey. God said, here, here's a measure of faith. Here's some faith. Here's some faith. I just want you to know I still got my church in the palm of my hand. Here's a little bit of honey. Here's some faith. Here's some faith. I've talked to, I want you to just remain standing with me. If you need to sit, you can, but if you're able, please remain standing. To date, there are many casualties of war in 2020. I've talked with pastors all over. And when you talk to them back in March, April, May, there were some really good reports. Because people were shaken, right? That's what happens when people think God's coming back next week. Right? They run the church. But it's been going on for a few months now. And now we're starting to see some people missing in action. Some casualties. Some people that just got real comfortable tuning in, but not stepping in. Watching, but not engaging. I can only engage with my kids so much on FaceTime. I can't touch them. I can't hold them. There were some people that thought they could just survive by tuning in, but not engaging. And now we got MIAs. But if you move forward into 1 Samuel chapter 30, you'll find the battle of Ziklag. And there's some family members of David's that are missing. They've been captured by the enemy. David says, Lord, what do I do? He said, pursue. Pursue. Anybody know the end of that story? David pursued. And not only did he get back everybody that was MIA, he came back with spoil. Friend, I got news for you. If it seems to you like the enemy has come out victorious in this thing, this battle's just getting started because the church has started to pick up some honey and they're ready to pursue. We will recover all. We will recover all and we'll come back with spoil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. Some of you are coming out of this battle with a greater anointing than you have ever had before. That consistency that has seemed to be so elusive in your life in the past. You're going to come out of this paddle forged by the fire of paddle and you're going to come out with a more consistent walk than you've ever had. Come on, that prayer closet is going to be more familiar. Woo! Mm. You know, some of you are distressed and you're waiting on God to just pluck you out of the heat of it. God's saying, no. I'm not going to just pull you out. I put honey right in front of you. You've got to eat. You've got to eat. You know what's happening right now? God's teaching some of you to feed yourself. Before David went to Ziklag, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. The Lord's teaching some of you to eat. See, some of you have been used to just eating when it was put in front of you on Sunday and on Wednesday. But God's saying, do you realize every day I got honey waiting. There's some fresh honey that drops to the ground every morning that's waiting on you. There's a strengthening coming into this church body here tonight. I feel the pain in my spirit of casualties. You shall recover. I feel like it's time for us to respond to the word of the Lord tonight. I feel greater liberty in this house here tonight. I'm just going to invite you to respond right now. If you want to come to the front, come to the front. If you want to move into the aisle, move into the aisle. But I want you to begin to respond right now to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church, lift your voice. Come on, begin to let your faith out right now.